You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. Each week, I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to take back control of your time by reframing your mindset and managing your money to achieve lifestyle freedom. Take the first step toward regaining control of your time by downloading your free Lifestyle Freedom Starter Guide at rowthomas.com start. Hey friend, welcome back to Wealthy-esque and happy Friday. How was your Thanksgiving? We haven't had Thanksgiving yet, but I am really looking forward to it. I'm a bit sad that we won't be able to see our family and friends, but we'll make the most of it. So I've gotten some questions about budgeting and if your numbers are right or if your numbers are good. And I don't think there's any right or wrong or good or bad. You have to do what works for you. And you want a budget that gives you room to spend on things you value, but still allows you to make progress on your financial goals. And ultimately, you want to make sure that your expenses are less than your income. Because when you're spending all of your income and then some with no wiggle room, then you're not able to make progress on your financial goals. And as we've talked about before, if you're doing the zero-based budget, then you want your expenses to equal your income once you've done your budget. So I thought it would be helpful for you to see what we do. And that way you can get some ideas and maybe see if there's anything you might want to change in your budget. And I'm not going through every single line item in our budget. Like I'm not going to talk about our tithes and our savings and our charitable giving and that kind of thing, because I tell you a lot, but you don't need all the business, right? (laughs) But I will tell you the expenses that I think would be helpful. And in some instances, I'll give you the pre-COVID numbers since some things have changed a lot since COVID-19. And so with those caveats, we are a family of four in Atlanta, Georgia, two adults, two children, and our dog. And here are our numbers. So our mortgage payment, which includes our homeowner's insurance and taxes, et cetera, that's about $1,200. And our house is about 2,100 square feet. It's four bedrooms, three bathrooms, but it's not in like the trendy or most popular part of town. And part of that is not wanting to pay as much as you pay, like that premium that you pay to live in certain parts of town. And the other part, frankly, is the safety of my husband and my kids. With all that's going on in our country, in the United States, um, we didn't want to be in an area where we have to worry for my husband's safety when he walks our dog. So we live in an area where we're not questioned about whether we belong here, and I feel really good about that. Our HOA for our community is $75 a month. Our groceries these days, we budget about $600, and we don't spend that much every month, but some months we are up there, especially with the kids and me being home and eating all our meals here, so we keep it higher just in case. For household items, we budget $100, and that's things that we need for the house that we can't find at the grocery store. So like, we'll buy things like paper towels and toiletries and stuff like that at the grocery store, but for other items that aren't at the grocery store, we get them either at a non-grocery store or we order them online. And then we also include subscriptions like Amazon Prime and Disney Plus here, and both of those we pay annually. We have a line item for our kids. We budget about $300 a month for that, and it's anything that we buy or 
pay for related to the kids, including like diapers and wipes, new clothes because they're always growing out of their clothes, that kind of thing. And as I mentioned, for the other categories, we don't always spend this much, but sometimes we spend more. So we like to have a good amount in there in case we need it. After our second child was born, we got a housekeeper to come help us clean, which has been a godsend. And that's about $200 a month that we spend on that. Our home alarm, like our security system, is $3,250. And we use a local company rather than one of the bigger national companies. And we haven't actually needed them yet, but they've been super responsive every time we accidentally set the alarm off. So I feel pretty secure, even though they're not a super big name. For electricity, we budget $140. We include this amount in our monthly budget because it's on the higher side of what we've spent, but many months the bill is actually lower. During like this pandemic, it's often been a little higher, but pre-COVID, we might have had some months that were like in the $60 to $65 range. We pay for natural gas, and we budget $135 for that. And like the electricity, This is the highest amount that we've paid, but many months the bill is actually lower. So like this past month, the bill was $40, but as it gets colder, then that cost will go up. Water and sewer, we budget $130, and it's typically right around there. Sometimes it'll be about $100. Where we live and maybe where you live, the bill is calculated based on a tier system by thousands of gallons used, and we fluctuate between two of the tiers, um, but we always budget for the higher one just in case. Life insurance for my husband and me is about $50 a month. Gas for our cars, we typically budget about $300. And it's been about a third or less of that since the pandemic because I'm barely driving. And although my husband still goes to work every day, we are overall driving significantly less than we were before. For my husband's loans, the minimum payment is $3,000. Well, actually, it's almost $3,300. And I will be so glad when that's gone. (laughs) Um, We also budget about $200 a month for health and medical expenses. So my therapy sessions are covered here. And then if we have something like a doctor's appointment or a dentist's appointment or something where we're going to have to pay a copay or something like that, then we are sure that that's covered. But typically, we don't spend the entire $200 each month. Our internet is $60 a month. Our cell phone is $35, and I mentioned in a previous episode that my phone is paid for through my job, but my husband has a prepaid phone plan through Total Wireless, and he has unlimited talk, text, and 5 gigabytes of data each month, and we're really pleased with the service. I actually had a prepaid plan for years before I started at my firm and really enjoyed it and didn't have any trouble with it. So if you are looking to lower your cell phone bill, I encourage you to look into some of the prepaid plans. doesn't have to be the one that we use. I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. But just look into it because it's a great way to save some money each month, but still get the same level of service. We budget $250 a month for personal care, and that's things like haircuts and going to the salon and things like that. That was pre-COVID, but we haven't done those things since the pandemic started. So the actual spending for most of this year has been much lower. For personal spending, we each get $400 a month to spend however we want to. And we started doing that not too long after we got married. It has been really helpful. And I highly recommend it for couples to have just a set amount that you each spend however you want to no questions asked. And I talked about this on a previous episode. So if you haven't done that, definitely look into it. For entertainment, we budget about $200 a month. And 
we typically would include things like going out to dinner or to an event or something like that. Obviously, we haven't been going out in those ways lately, but if we order takeout or something like that, then we'll put it in here as well. Then we've got what I call sinking funds. We include a line item for the approximate like monthly cost of these expenses, even though we don't pay them monthly because we want to make sure that we have the money accounted for. So for our pest control, we include $46 and we actually pay for pest control quarterly, but the monthly cost would work out to about $46. Then our car insurance, we pay twice a year. That works out to about $115 a month which used to be much lower until my husband decided to get his fancy SUV, but that's neither here nor there. Um, For our dog, we budgeted about $300 a month pre-COVID, and that was for her food, medicine, annual exam, and her doggy daycare cost. About $200 of that was doggy daycare, and we were taking her twice a week. We paid for a 30-day package up front, And we pay for that like every three or four months or so. So the cost of the package works out to about $20 a day. Um, And then in addition to all of these expenses, we have like charities that we support. Of course, we tithe, we save a little, and we contribute to uh, 529s for our kids. Then beyond that, we have miscellaneous, like just a miscellaneous line item. And we use that for once in a while expenses like a wedding or birthday gifts or an unexpected repair or something like that. And then because we're focused on paying off our debt, we also have a line item for our extra debt payment. And we budget how much extra we plan to pay at the beginning of the month. But then when we're reviewing our spending at the end of the month, any money left over from one of the other line items gets added to the extra payment. So I mentioned, for example, that we budget $300 for the kids. If we only end up spending $200, then the remaining $100 would get added to the extra payment on our debt. And we always make sure that once we're balancing our budget, that our expenses equal our income. We've been able to make significant progress having a zero-based budget versus when we used a different type of budget and then when we didn't have a budget at all. So having a budget, we just use the traditional budget, helped us tremendously. But specifically, the zero-based budget has helped us to make so much more progress on our goals by making sure that we're using all of our dollars efficiently. So that's our monthly budget. I hope that you can pull something from it in managing your own finances and just getting a sense for if you feel like your numbers work for you or if you want to make any changes. If you need to get started with your budget, then you can head to rowthomas.com budget to download my free budget template. And if you need help implementing a plan for your money, then let's schedule a call to see if coaching might be right for you. You can head to rowthomas.com slash coaching. The main takeaway from this episode, not really a recap, but the main takeaway is that there's no one size fits all budget. What works for one family may not work for another, and that's okay. My family's numbers are by no means the gold standard, but I found it helpful over the years to see how other people manage their money. And so I thought you might find our budget helpful as well. So that's it for this week's episode. Join me over in our private Facebook community, the Wealthy S community, and let's talk about budgets. Do you have any questions about my budget? Any questions about how to handle your own budget? I'm all ears. If you got value from today's episode, just think of a friend or two who might benefit from this message and go ahead and share it with them. 
And if you share on social media or if you just want to connect, I'm at I am Ro Thomas on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Full disclosure, I'm most active over on Instagram. So come connect with me. Please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening on so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And please consider leaving a written review, which helps with the visibility of the show. As we close out, friend, I pray that you will find some inspiration in my family's budget to help you with your own. I pray that you will take some time to go through your budget and make sure it reflects the things you value and helps you move towards your goals. And as always, I pray that you continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.